Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. Oh wow, Jay, how are you? Ah, oh, I'm alright. Doing pretty well, survived January, so... That's a, that's a big win. Survived Brickvention, survived the first month of the year. Um, pretty Feeling pretty good about myself. Um, I'm in the middle of writing a recap for uh, January, so power rankings are back. Um, so I'm halfway putting, putting that together, kind of reflecting on the month, and it's been a, it's been a big month. Um, I've been busy. Yeah, no, look, it certainly has been a big, busy month, and I think you and I have been busy for different reasons. Um, with Brickvention, certainly I've been involved with a few things from just getting my mocks ready to display, um, presenting along the way, and... Uh, and getting excited about new LEGO sets, so that's, that's always been... That's, that, that's always fun, getting to is, build... That is the thing, and I've been getting back into... I've mainly been looking at City over the last couple of weeks, but um, oh, City's great. City's great. The um, the the slushy truck and the custom garage, and I've got a pile more to get through. But uh, I think I'm about to be distracted for a couple of weeks. Yep, yep. It's uh, it's definitely hotting up. Um, I can't wait to get into the slushy truck. I've I I bought it like on the fir- in the first week of Jan. But I just haven't had the time to to get to it yet. But it is um, I've been distracted by friends, which has also been very very good. So <laughs> yeah, definitely feeling the itch to get into some city to break things up um, and then return to Heart Lake City. I, I'm getting the feeling that the only real difference this year is that a couple of sets have got well minifigures versus mini dolls and. A couple of sets have got fire engines in. Hmm. Otherwise, you know, the slushy truck would just as well work in Heart Lake City. Oh yeah. Yep. Well, except Commander Cold doesn't come as a mini doll. <laughs> uh, that's gonna be yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Heart Lake City has food trucks, so pretty sure the slushy van could 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 stop by the food um the food truck market. Absolutely, and there's certainly a big need for um a few more food trucks in. Yeah. In Lego City because we haven't had too many there for a while. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been good. Have you? Um, did you get a chance to watch the new Lego Friends? I'm not sure if we can call it a reboot. Like Next Generation, I think. It's, it's, uh, well, look, look Fenella. I, I I had the chance to speak to Fenella for Brickvention, and I'll get round to transcribing some of that talk in due course. But yes, she certainly describes it as the Next Generation. It is the next generation. Like, like yeah. I've used the term reboot. Some people have used the term reboot, but it's not a reboot. Like, it's a time skip. Yeah, it's a time skip. Um, I just and built Autumn's house. Uh, we can get into that a bit later. So Mia's still around. But yeah, okay, next generation. Um, there's a launch special. It's out on YouTube at the moment. It's 40-something minutes. It's about 44 minutes. Yeah. The next 10 will be 22 minutes, and there'll be another 44-minute special in no- holiday special in November. Looking forward to it. What do you think? Look, I enjoyed it. We've certainly, I think one of the things that's obvious with this generation of friends is they're 
the characters have been designed as far as far more multidimensional, multifaceted characters than when the original Friends was first released. When you had the sporty one, the performing one, the the science one, the artsy one, and the animal loving one. Mm. Um, there, those were the only choices available to us as a uh, you know. As as uh, as real real world character classes or career paths, absolutely. But um, we've got the was, characters. Was when you were when you were growing up, so well, look, look when when we were growing up, we basically had a blank figure with a with a uniform smiling face. You could decide that they were whoever you wanted them to be. There you go. Um, so I I enjoyed the special. It focused it tended to focus on probably about two thirds of the of the main group of the new friends plus mm-hmm. a few of the um a few of those on the side it include gave us a good overview of the international school which is sort of i suppose kind of the one of the flagship sets for the first wave and it gives us the the setting for the series um Gave us a chance to have a lot of people with different, different accents and different ways of saying hello to each other. Um, what's that boy doing in a pickle suit? Oh, I don't know, but I want a pickle suit. I, so do I. I just, I, it's time. It's time now for you know. I relish. I relish a pickle suit. Oh, mini figure. Oh, it's not anywhere near Father's Day, Jay. You can't make <laughs> jokes like that this early in the year, surely. <laughs> oh, some bad Australian accents. That was painful. I'm gonna uh, yeah, sort of but, put it on record. Was, it, was he Australian? New Zealand? No, he's New Zealander. Oh, he was a okay. New Zealander, bro. I thought I was in a bit of a pickle. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, but there was—I think there was another one that had a bit of a bad Australian accent. No, actually, it wasn't that bad, and the New Zealand accent wasn't that bad either. And it was pretty bad. All Australian accents on television are bad, even especially those on Australian programs. So, so I'm not going to complain too much about it. Um, but yeah, look, enjoyed enjoyed the story. It. Um, Gave us a chance to to see Leo's cooking prowess in action. I'd say spoiler, except everything that we've ever said about Leo is that he's into baking and playing football. Um, and just giving us some insights into the dynamics of the school. We haven't yet seen into the science lab where there is a minifigure skeleton in the set. Mm. And um, apparently there was no temptation to make a, a skeleton version of the mini doll. Um, so, Lego, Lego Friends is for 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 very young kids, so maybe that would have been a bit too too much. So yes, though they're just using the minifigure skeleton. Um, does this just mean that everyone in Heart Lake City is a minifigure, but they just see themselves as mini dolls, or the mini dolls won the great mini figure doll war of twenty twenty four, or is this part of the evolution of them? But the time the, there's a time there's obviously a time skip. The, the occasionally we'll see bits of tech that are maybe just a little bit ahead of what we've got. But we've gone from seeing Mia go off to work in Animal Aid to um, suddenly appearing with a daughter starting high school, and that was a lot to take in mm. because it's like happening at the same time, but it's not happening fifteen years later. But 
oh, that was just too much of a challenge for me. But um, I was I was um, kind of heartened by the amount of attention that they did give to Mir in in that episode and mm-hmm. and Autumn. Um, that that gave me a bit of joy. Just to it, it sort of felt like it was friends, but a little bit more grown up. How have you been finding the builds? I haven't had a chance to put any together yet. Oh, um, I whenever I talk about Lego Friends, whether it's the cartoon or any of the builds, I try to see it from the perspective of um, my daughter Laura. Um, yep. How she interacts with the characters, um, how she interacts with the builds, and it's you know when when they first announced this new um, generation of friends, I was very very concerned because she was very attached to the characters. She watches all the cartoons, but she was she was able to adapt um, and I would say warm to the new characters very very quickly. Like I was kind of disappointed that there was no um, sadness um at the original five not being the original five or the or the main five at the moment but she really likes the new characters um the the, the sets have been really good um for example the, the the one that i last built was autumn's house um yep. and that one was very interesting because it's um it's it's another, you know, main character house, which has been a long-running series since the first wave of Friends in 2012 with Stephanie's house. Mm. Um, so this is the first, um, yeah, first new main character house. And, you know, it's it's designed well. It's got lots of different rooms. Um, she's, you know, she's currently into, um, I'm not sure if, if it's because of the bedrooms, but she's currently um, kind of obsessed with the idea of having you know, bedrooms and like sleeping spaces for all of her mini dolls um, mm-hmm. been able to interact with the sets that way. So yeah, they've been, um, from from a play perspective, um, they're, they're still delivering the same high, um, high levels of, you know, role playing and interactivity that you would expect from, from, from Lego Friends. It's something that's targeted at younger kids. Um, but design wise, there's a lot of teal I feel like teal is now the dominant color in Heart Lake City, um, mm. which is which is interesting. But I'm I generally have been enjoying the new um, the new palette, which is um, I I would say less pastel-y, but in a good way. Um, so that that's been fun, and I feel like the the builds have also well, some of them like Autumn's House, for example, some of the builds have. Um, they feel quite mature. Um, so there's some interesting techniques there, interesting part usage. So, you know, if 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 you're building with a um with one of your kids or with someone else that's that's a lot younger, you can also appreciate some of the building techniques. But yeah, um I'm 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 looking forward to yeah, just getting through the whole the whole wave of um of friends. Yeah, I Looking, looking forward to it. One of the things that I find weird, I think, is probably the amount of orange that's in it, which in conjunction with the teal just makes everything feel a bit like Speedy Panda, the convenience store chain in Monkey Kid. <laughs> um, a winning combination. It, it's a great combination. Um, yeah, it's, there's certainly more bright greens and... I wish there less... was more yellow. Like, it feels like there's a, there's a lack of yellow. 
So I well, it's it's interesting. I mean, I I grew up thinking that there were three Lego colors, and they were red, blue, and yellow. And just about all of those original shades are almost obs. Well, they're obsolete in Lego Friends, apart from red. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some of that in the Heart Lake Downtown Diner, but everything else is full of oranges, cool yellow. You know, cool yellow is the new yellow, and if it's not that, then it's the flame yellowish orange. It's the dark and medium azures. It's the teal is almost substituting in there in some places, and um, then, dare I say it, perhaps just a little bit too much vibrant coral and magenta where we may have once had red. Mm. I like I like coral, so I don't I don't quite mind. I, I probably hoping that they don't do too much with vibrant yellow in Friends. Mm. That'll that'll have enough to do in in Lego cities where it's yeah. sort of the 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 big stripe on all the emergency vehicles. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. But yeah, I say, but you're quite right. There's a lot of teal, and it sort of particularly seems to be the dominant roofing, the dominant roof color, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to have a bit more of a look at them. I've got. A, got a couple of bedrooms to have a look at and i think i think you'll enjoy i i think you'll enjoy i'm, I'm looking enjoy forward them. to enjoying it yeah I, i'm but what i need to find first is a bit more time because um make time for your friends richard oh i've <laughs> got to make time for my friends don't we all don't we all absolutely absolutely yeah. Um. What, what What else? Uh. What else have I built? Oh, I built. Um. And this will segue nicely into our discussion of a upcoming, very exciting return of the king. So Sorry. about. So what 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 have you put together? What did you put together today, Jay? I saw a few pictures appearing on your social feeds and a few things falling apart. And well, so um. We've got the upcoming launch of Rivendell, uh, which we will um, devote a very, very healthy chunk of this episode to uh, just shortly. But in anticipation of um, Rivendell launching, I decided, all right, it's time to rebuild or you know build some of my Lord of the Rings sets that I've you know kind of stashed away for a rainy day. Um, and turns out today was that day, so um, I decided to put together um, nine four seven four. Battle of Helm's Deep, which was, you know, the like the flagship playset of the Lord of the Rings. Um, I've got Ortank. That's that's never been um, off display ever. Um, mm. But I thought it'd be a good idea to revisit um, Helm's Deep. So this was a this was a copy of the set that I bought when Lord of the Rings was an active team. Um, this wasn't the one that I won um, at the auction at Brickvention. Uh, but this was a set that I had deboxed, uh, but I just kept the, you know, just kept the, just kept the bag sealed uh, yep. in, a, in a container uh, away from sunlight. So it's a ten year old. It's it's, it's just over ten years, I think. Yeah, just over mm. ten years. Um, so that that was a very um interesting experience. So it's circa what twenty twenty twelve twenty twelve twenty thirteen. Um, and for those of you who have um, been around for a while, um, Lego sets from that era had very, very um, brittle issues with brown and 
dark red. Dark red and... Yeah, dark reddish brown. Yeah. And, yeah, well, reddish brown, dark brown less so, dark red. Yeah. And what's the other one? Dark green I've started to have a few problems with as well. Oh, no. And that's Um, taken... But all of these colours had their their basic formula, the formulation for these colours... There's no good. ...was uh, rejigged about four years ago. And so while these colours were... While older examples of elements in these colours are problematic, um, particularly of regular bricks, plates and tiles, um, where they're made of ABS, the newer elements are not such, do not seem to be showing these problems mm. at this time. Yeah, so I, I, haven't, I haven't rebuilt sets from this era. So this was a fairly, um, fairly new experience to me. I've had a few kind of just kind of, you know, break um, when I'm when I'm sorting through my parts, but um, it was interesting because this was a you know for all intents and purposes this was a new set. Mm. Um, it had um, it had not been opened, um, so I was expecting you know kind of the worst with um, with the brown elements. Um, but when when I took it out of the box, I I also noticed that the the gray elements had discolored pretty dramatically as well. Um, mm. which was which was surprising at how yeah just how much they discolored and this happens when um um you know this happens when the the bricks get into contact with um with oxygen or and mm. kind of just oxidizes and just kind of you know turns into this like brownish kind of look there's there's apparently a flame retardant yeah chemical within within the bricks that tends to react with oxygen which mm. can often be improved with a little bit of um hydrogen peroxide i'm not supply. i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that because apparently it strips away like the layers and i'm like why are you damaging your bricks so um i don't i don't mind like like to me to me it it, it kind of looks cool like it, it develops a bit of like a patina of sorts when when you go and look at a castle um you don't see too many bricks that are all the same color. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but it was, it was, it was, it was very dramatic in just the, the sheer number of bricks that had discolored and there was no particular rhyme or reason. Like, they, they, you know, you'd had similar elements and one would be fine and the other would just be a whole, uh, a whole different shade. Um, mm. So it looks, it looks kind of funky um, when, when completed, but uh, yeah, I, I Got got the trifecta of of um, of um, of issues. So all the dark, all, all the brown pieces, just kind of just pretty much just shattered in my hands. Um, the most dramatic was um, King Theoden's horse, which just broke in half. <laughs> oh no! Um, that was that that was. That was unexpected. I expected a lot of the smaller pieces to snap, but not a horse. Um, so that was eye-opening. And that was like bag number one as well. Um, Gimli, which was... Um, uh, his dark horse. red torso, didn't he? Yeah, his dark red torso. That kind of snapped when I pushed the legs in. Mm. Um, I was expecting it to. So again, not, not, not too much of a surprise, but um, yeah, still sad. And... Yeah, it was it was it was pretty crazy. Like the the brown elements was just a whole it just made the build a lot more challenging because I was trying to be as gentle as possible to 
mm. Davis many um, um, brown pieces that, that uh, as as I could, and I think I did pretty well. the The problem once I had were the studs and like cheese slopes; those just like disintegrated immediately. Yep. Um, but some of the bigger plates um, and tiles seem to hold up pretty well. Although, although there was a very interesting um, ex- uh, experience. So as as I'm building it, um, and I'm not touching like the model that's um, that's half built. You could hear like just the brown elements just kind of crackle and snap as you're building something else, which was like, oh my gosh, what is? Oh happening? dear. Yeah, that was. That was interesting, um, but look, glad I put it together. Um, it looks pretty good, and yeah, just the just the gray discoloration was interesting because I've got a I've got a six oh eight oh knight's castle or king's castle on display, yeah. and that's what almost forty years old. Um, no issues with the gray bricks; everything's just uniform. Different times, different grays. Yeah, exactly. Um, but, but to be fair. Um... At that time, basically, Lego was produced in one or two factories. Yep. Um, you know, within a couple of hundred kilometres of each other, they weren't produced on opposite sides of the world. So it was far easier to be able to ensure that you had mm. that level of quality control over your colour, I think, in those days where you had limited manufacturing as opposed to today when you've got manufacturing occurring in... All over the world. Yeah three or four European factories, a couple more in China, one in North America. No, one in, yeah, North America, where's that? That's in Mexico. Mexico. So, and, you know, we're going to have a few more factories coming online in the next couple of years between Vietnam and um, Virginia. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that, that was my story. And um, I've got Helm's Deep set up now, um, all ready to welcome the return of the Lord of the Rings. Um, it, and not in Brickhead's form. It's it's going to explode when the Nazgul, not when the Nazgul, I beg your pardon, when the Urukai runs down to that um, small weakness in the culvert with with his exploding. Yeah. <laughs> powder kick it. The whole thing's just going to shatter in a um, sea of reddish brown. Are you now? Customer service did say at the time they updated the colours that if you've had trouble with them breaking, that they're going to that they will on a repair and replace mm-hmm. um are you going to send pictures of your broken reddish brown elements to customer service and see if they'll help because certainly these lord of the rings that, that is one of the things that characterized the lord of the Rings sets was a lot of brown a lot of reddish brown and yeah um it's really I, going I, I, to make a lot of these sets quite brittle every yeah, time i, I f- I picked Helm's Deep because there, well, intentionally because there wasn't a lot of brown, and I didn't want to deal with, say, something like the Orc Forge, or, um, yeah, just any of the other, you know, brown brown sets. Um, so Helm's Deep was a safe bet for me because I could build most of it and have most of the brown pieces kind of shatter without losing too much. Mm. Um, I, I will probably reach out and try and get a new horse. Um, just because you can't have the uh, the King of Rohan without the horse. Well, it it it's it sort of really the risk of when he rode out onto the ba- onto the Palanor fields and um, attempted to assail the Witch King. Mm. The Tough horse time. wasn't going to survive, as as has been demonstrated. Yeah. yeah, but but I'm glad that none of my Urukai broke. So whatever Saruman's putting into them, 
they've uh, they're hardy fighting Urukai live to fight another day. And we'll put a link, Jay, to your um, photos. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do a. I definitely want to do a like a you know a retro review um, yep. um, soon-ish, and yeah, just because there's a new Lord of the Rings set coming, and I'm well, it's been rumored for a while, and uh, we're well, by the time you're listening to it, it um, it should have been announced, but but by the time you're listening to this, it will be announced because. That's going to be the trigger for allowing this episode to drop. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so I'm so like I'm honestly like I'm so glad that we can talk about this. Um, it's it's exciting. We got a glimpse of this at Fan Media Days. Fan Media Days last September and one zero three one six Rivendell, and. It may surprise you to hear that it's an 18 plus set. Lego icons, part of the Lego icons um, umbrella. With um, 6,167 yeah. pieces. I was stressing about it because I have like photos and like videos on my phone, and I'm like, what if I accidentally share it somehow on like social media accidentally? Um, so yeah, we've been, we've, 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 we we had a chance to 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 look at the set, to look at the minifigures, um, and to like to keep a secret for this long for something so exciting was not the easiest, I think. Um, it, it turns out that not even my family knew. Ah, there you go. Well, yeah. Um, but yeah, we can finally talk about it. One zero three one six Rivendell. So a few things to be said. It's big. It is huge. It is. Um, it is beautiful. 75 centimeters wide so that's a it's a big display piece it's about 40 almost 40 centimeters high as well and it's 50 centimeters deep in parts so there's a lot um, that's going to occupy the better part of our living room buffet pretty much 6167 pieces so this is a big set um a minifig, a big minifigure scale set. Mm. And how many minifigures do we get with it? It looks like we've got 15 minifigures plus another five elven statues. Yep. So they're grey minifigures but stuck in the structure. So we've got the full nine members of the Fellowship in the one set. Which is perfect, which is perfect. Like, I mean, it's Rivendell, so... Um, and, it's, the... and it's set at the time of the Council of Elrond. Yes. So we've got Frodo, Sam, Mary, and Perry, uh, Pippin, rather. We've got Legolas, Gimli, Boromir, Perry, and Aragorn. What, 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 what edition of Lord of the Rings are you reading, Perry? No, yeah, Pippin, I, I, I was just wrong. He's from the, uh, from the director's cut. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got Elrond, Arwen, Bilbo, Gluen, a Two couple of smiths. a couple of additional random elves. Well, they're elven smiths, you know. Yeah. Um, we've got the broken shards of Narsal, and I remember seeing that last year, and I was just amazed that they've made a broken sword. That's so cool. Whereas that all they so had cool. to really do was to make it out of brown. Yep. 
<laughs> and chrome Tasty. it, and it would have fallen apart in due course. Um, and a new design of Axe for the Dwarves. And uh... there's a lot, there's a lot. But first, like the for for a set this size, and again, six thousand one hundred and sixty-seven pieces. That is more pieces than the Hogwarts castle. Now, one's a micro-scale model and one's a minifigure um, scale set. So not apples to apples, but that just illustrates just how big the set is. And, you know, with that lineup, with that minifigure lineup as well, there's a lot going on here. Um, mm. It will retail for $500 in the US uh, and 500 euros. And in Australia, that's $800. So this is... Um, this is a big and mean set. Like this is this is this is like the Titanic of the Lord of the Rings almost. So I I got a bit like I got I got, I got like sticker shock when I found out just how um, much it would cost. Um, and I think a lot of people are gonna fixate on that because it's it's an eight hundred dollar set. You know, there's no. So I'm going to look at it this in a different way because I don't think I I didn't experience the sticker shock when I first saw it. We, oh, sorry, when I first heard the price because this is the first I've heard the Australian price mm-hmm. because we saw this set the day that they unveiled the UCS Razor Crest, hmm. and the UCS Razor Crest has six thousand one hundred pieces. Same number of pieces, admittedly, some of them are a bit bigger, only four minifigures, and it's 900 Australian. So I was fully expecting when I saw the part count on Lord of the Rings for it to be about 850 or so. To see it for 800, I'm actually, I'm actually kind of excited. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's yeah, talking about what you get from the set, like a yeah. highly detailed um, slice of Elrond's. Um, home elrond's house yeah uh, in rivendell um you know complete with um complete with what, what do you call him gazebos um, uh, yep there's a gazebo there's a stone bridge over a river there's a tower there's got, a whole the lot of got the rooms that inside it's, in... it's it's a fully decked out like structure um of yeah. rivendell. and they've gone they've, they've they've almost gone like blank canvas like if we could design um a lot of the ring set for adults for deep pocketed adults you know this is what we're going to deliver so i think like v- value wise i think it's it it is pretty decent value for 6000 pieces and that many minifigures and and you know and it looks you know it looks really good on display like it's it's a sizable set yeah um um i i find it really hard to I mean, I, I've seen it put together. Um, I've seen it next to a human being, and it just is really hard to do it justice in this in this format. As far as um, how how big this set is and how encompassing it is, but there's one other exciting thing that I'm seeing on the roof of of this building, Jay, and that's no sooner did we get the news that Dots is cancelled, but Dots is back. It has a lot of tiles. It has a lot of tiles. I haven't done the sums on it yet, but um, it's got a lot of one-by-one one tiles, and I'm tempted to say that there's a one-by-one one triangle tile, but 
no, I think it's just one where half of it's covered. Yeah. It's, we've got tiles sort of in orange, sand grey, sand blue rather, several greens on the roof and just making a lovely sort of autumn sort of colour. And how many shapes of, of leaf do you know, Jay? Oh, quite a few, um, including a new element, a new botanical element, a new, a new leaf uh, element. Yeah, so this one, it's sort of like a fern frond. Yep. Um, looks like it's about two bricks high. It's about one by two as far as the footprint is concerned. And it sort of goes up and arches, and so you can stack them and have them producing a taller fern. Mm. Um, at this See, stage, you can, of, you can flip them um, upside down, and they work as well. Indeed, um, although you'll have to do some. I just stick some, a, some stick clever a, them to a rod. Clever trickery with them, yes. Um, but yeah, the, there's there's like it's um, it's a beautiful set. Like it is, it is just. Um, I think if you know if 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 you were to ask Lego Lord of the Rings fans, um, and I would you know count myself as one of them. Um, yeah, I think I was, I was, I was, I was like, when they showed it off, I was just like, I was blown away. Um, I, I just could not believe what I was looking at. Yeah. Um, no, I, I'd agree. I, I didn't think this was ever going to happen. Yeah. So it's big. Um, it's expensive, but they've packed a lot into it. It's kind of like the, um, you know, just to, just to, you know, illustrate um you know just just how um you know big of a set this is this is like the you know this is like the ninjago city um ninjago city gardens of the lord of the rings this is like yeah it's it's just that detailed um it's got some really sophisticated building techniques um and it 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 just looks like one of those really cool um, <clears throat> award-winning type mocks that you would see at a Lego fan convention. And the other thing I suppose to consider is that if you were to see something like this or to envisage building something like this, um, you would be spending this much on parts as oh, a starter. Easily, easily. Um, um, so it's certainly it's a compromise between just how big could you make the whole landscaped valley Yeah, and um and so like just the minifigures like just getting the entire fellowship itself like i think if you were if you were to look at brickling at the moment you would pay as much for the entire j just the fellowship um you you would pay what half maybe 60 70% of the of of the price of this just on minifigures alone mm -hmm. Old Bilbo, um, we've never gotten a uh, an old Bilbo before, so that's a that's a plus. No, that's got, a plus, absolutely. But we got Arwen as well, um, in a new, um, you know, in 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 a, in a white dress. You have, um, not Gloin, but an elderly dwarf there as well. So yeah, you you yeah. a lot of like minifig, like you're getting a lot of minifigures. So. And for a license, like IP minifigure, let's call it like let's call each character. I don't know, like ten ten dollars, you know, for ten dollars is a good starting point. Yeah, that's so 
$150 worth of minifigures, $200 worth of minifigures. And Jay, we should just look at some of the, there are some really clever things that have been done with these figures as well. Um, when you go to, you can sit them all down at the Council of Elrond and there is a dais in the middle with the one ring sitting on. Um, and there might be something hidden inside that dais, but we won't tell you about that. You can wait to see some pictorial reviews or until you build it yourself. But they do make it so that the hobbits can all sit on the chairs. Now, they've got the straight legs. In fact, they've got dual-moulded straight legs, but they have come up with a cunning way to make have them sitting down. You take the legs out, and then you put a um, headlamp brick mm. underneath them with an official a tile on this is this is the official way now to make a short-legged minifigure and we've got dual molded legs on short-legged minifigures here um have them sitting down and also they've done something similar with elrond but then also with a curve a printed curved slope so that you've got that feeling of his robes um down over his legs in front of the throne that he sits in at the council. Mm -hmm. So that is pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. Looks like we're going to get a little bit of a masterclass in landscaping as well when you look at the ways in which um, we've got rock work going in different directions, but also water flowing underneath the bridge. That's been done really beautifully using different types of slopes and studs and tiles to convey the feeling of the flowing flowing water and a new design of mushroom that I've not seen previously as well. What's that um, new mushroom? Well, I've, I've not seen them previously using sort of the BB-8 head oh, and yeah. green on top of a, on top of a one the, um, cylinder. We, we had a few of those oh. in, the, um, in the cabin. Ah, okay. So this, this is just the way of making a mushroom in hmm. We've got the tree integrate. We've got trees integrated with the building. We've got trees in autumn, mainly in autumn colours. That's uh, a lot. That's a lot going on. And there's a lot going. There's a lot going on. I'm looking at the details. When you have a look at the details of the thrones, what you see is that they are uh, medium nougat colour. But amongst other elements used to put them together, you have sausages and ice lollies mm, delicious um, so absolutely scrumptious work on the chairs here um some really neat and creative parts usage by by the team which includes mike psyche um ashwin Visser was the graphic designer working on this set um there were a couple of other designers can you remember who they were i can't yeah We'll, we'll have to look it up. It's like the A-team worked on this because it's Lord of the Rings. It's it's a big, complex set. Um, this, we, this this IP, this license means a lot to people. And it does. Yeah. My handwritten notes from the unveiling at Fan Media Days tell me that Mike Psyche, Chris Perrin, and Wes Talbot were the primary designers of the model, while Ashwin Visser was the lead graphic designer. Now read on. <laughs> When's this set due to arrive in the shops, Jay? It's not the 1st of March. It is out on the 5th of, uh, 5th of March for VIP early access. Um, 
And as a, as a special bonus, um, I'm not sure if this is available globally, but you will also get a Frodo and Gollum Brickheads set as well. Fantastic. Hmm. Um, I'll, I'll have to admit, I've not, I've not gone for the, for the Lord of the Rings Brickheads. Um, I'm sure I'm going to regret that in about five years' time. <laughs> That's all right. There's plenty of time to, 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 to get on this. But um, for Lord of the Rings fans, um, it's, 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 a, it's a dream come true. Like They've gone above and beyond. They've pulled out all the stops for this set. This is like the Lion's, Lion's Knight's castle of Lord of the Rings, just to, just to set, just to set um, a, a, a sense of scale and how much they've packed into the set. Um, I'm excited. Um, I, I do feel that fans will be upset about the price because... It's expensive. It's, it, it's, it's a very expensive set. This is... A couple of weeks of rent. Um, it's it, it's a big investment, mm. uh, and it's one of those that it's kind of like like a like like the UCS uh, Millennium Falcon or Star Destroyer. Something that you need to like plan and save for because I don't think a lot of people can impulse buy a set of this size. Um, and I also feel like. While I'm very impressed at what Lego have done with this set with Rivendell, um, I'm 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 you know almost astounded that they would release such a big set with such a big price tag and pack so much into a set. Um, it does make me think about you know smaller scale sets and and it does make me want smaller scale sets because gonna acknowledge that this isn't this isn't a set that a lot of people can 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 necessarily buy because it's 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 expensive like and the lord of the rings is such a such a special beloved ip to so many lego fans who have been one mm. see the team make a comeback and now it's here but it's an 800 dollars set so yeah I feel like some Lord of the Rings fans that can't afford it or at least can't afford it immediately will be quite disappointed because there's 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 only this. I mean there there are brickheads, but that's not that's not the real Lord yeah. of the Rings experience. So I, I wonder if if with time and with time I probably mean a year or two, I, I see this as a set not marketed primarily at Lego fans who like Lord of the Rings. I see this as a set that's being marketed primarily to Lord of the Rings fans and Lego is a medium that they're capable of building with because they've had previous experience with it as kids. Um, I, think this, I think this is in fact going to be the start of a slippery slope for a lot of people where they then start to make their return back to Lego oh. through, through this set. And as we said, you know, it's 10 years ago that the first Lord of the Rings sets came out. Um, that's, you know, oh, I was a teenager. Oh, my, I was a teenager at the time and my little brother got a couple of the sets and, and you know, saw the fun he got from them. And now I'm 28, 29, um, you know, starting to 
look at a way of developing a hobby. Mm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can see that as well. But uh, again, at the same time, like when I look back to 2012 and 2013, when Lord of the Rings burst into the scene, you had sets at various price points. You had um, Gandalf arrives, you had riddles um, for the ring, for the smaller, you know, for the smaller like impulse buy section. And then you had all the way up to like, Helm's Deep for the larger play sets and or tank for your, you know, Lego for adults. Yeah. Big display sets. So again, like it does it does make me feel quite sad that there aren't smaller alternatives. And I hope that now that Lord of the Rings is officially back as I'm not I'm not I'm not gonna call it a team, I think can, can we call it a team, maybe? But I think we can call it a license. That it's an active license. It's, so, an, it's an active license. So yeah. I I hope that I hope that we will see a lot more accessible sets. Um, maybe not necessarily play sets because you know a lot has changed in ten years, and Lego are now specifically going after adult fans and have adult fans in mind. And if if you look at how Rivendell is priced and positioned they're they're clearly looking at you know adult fans that have the capacity to spend um i i would love to see more smaller scale like diorama like star wars diorama. i was, I was just thinking I, i'd love to see some of the di- see what they do with say kirathungal and shelob's lair as a as a diorama type mm. set um even where the top could be quite interesting to do in that setting but it's interesting when when you have a look at back at the first first wave, it was literally um, seven sets, um, of which you know Uruk High Army, Attack on Weathertop, Mines of Moria, Helm's Deep, and Orcs Forge. The Orc Forge were all sort of um, they were really castle sets. Mm-hmm. Gandalf arrives. That was just another version of Magisto arrives. Um, we had a couple of poly bags with some minifigures as well. And then the following year, we got um, Saruman versus Gandalf and a slightly insubstantial version of the Council of Elrond mm-hmm. and the pirate ship and battle at the Black Gate. So some really significant, some really big sets came through in that second wave. Mm. But um, I I did find that... I actually found at the time they did feel pretty pricey. You know, even the they did feel pricey, but you had options. Um... Yeah, no, you, you you certainly did. But you know, like the old the old set with two hundred and forty three pieces was a sixty dollar set. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've just look at Lego City today, and you know, I've just put together a set that costs you know has the same uh, probably cost ten dollars more. It's got five hundred pieces and uh, four minifigures. But sure, they're not Lord of the Rings. I'll acknowledge that. But it's um, it just felt at the time that that some of these sets were disproportionately um, expensive. But perhaps it was also a good way to ensure that they stayed on the shelves. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, apparently I've got a Helm's Deep in my cupboard, according to my brick set inventory. <laughs> Have a look. I've also got a mind of just just watch out for the uh, brown bricks. Looks like I might have all of the first wave. Oh, there you go. 
What a nice um, surprise. I, I will acknowledge that back in 2012, before we'd even heard of Lord of the Rings sets being a forthcoming thing, you know, before the leak machine was quite the way that it is today, I actually built a Rivendell, um, built a Rivendell um, with Council of Elrond as, as my mock-on display. It was nowhere near the level of elegance that you'd achieve today. Um, and my building skills were pretty elementary back then, but I sort of fig-buffed together, as it were, um, the fellowship. And the only problem that I had with it was the fact that it looked like I had Merry and Pippin mixed up in my head because every kid that came along and told me who the minifigures were said them in the opposite way to the way that I'd planned. But um, every other member of the fellowship, they knew exactly who they were just looking at them, which was pretty exciting. Um, I'll have to see if I can, if I can find my old, my old um, Instagram or Flickr from that period. We'll, we'll throw that onto the, onto the show notes as well. Oh, you should. There'll be a nice. Uh, that's that's over a decade old. Really. Yeah, it's over a decade old now, and um, but I'm gonna have to go and look back through my cupboard. Uh, hope you find what you're looking for. Um, yeah. But yeah, look, <clears throat> landing the plane. Let's land the plane. Um, I think it's 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 a remarkable set. It's a very ambitious set, and it's one of those that will make a lot of people very very happy. Um, even those that can't nest, like like that 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 won't be able to immediately afford to buy one, it should make them happy that a set like this exists, um, mm. and, and it really celebrates Lord of the Rings. Um, you got the Fellowship plus so many more characters. Um, you got a you got a highly detailed, massive display model that. Yeah, I think I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to remember in September. I think it dwarfs Lion Knight's castle, like in terms of its footprint. Well, I've not built Lion Knight's castle. You yeah. have. You'll be able to put them side by side. I I will just to illustrate just how big of a set this is. But yeah, it's it's uh yeah it's big. It's detailed. There's plenty of Lord of the Rings Easter eggs and references. You got you got a bloody like Narsil. Yeah, blade, the shards of Nasil. Um, it's a new mold. You got plenty of new weapons. Um, there is, yeah, it's it. You've got it's the, the rings. Yeah, you've got the artwork from of the gallery, the in the Elven gallery. Mm-hmm. You've got you got Bilbo with his like scary, um, you know, possessed um, expression. Yes, but as a, as a as an alternate hit, like no, like. You can tell that no, um, no corners were cut with this set. It just doesn't feel like they've compromised on much. Absolutely not. Yeah, but um, I will have to, you know, build it to, you know, to to properly get a good sense because, you know, while we got to see the the, the finished model, um, you know, that's just that's just one, um, just one part of the equation. Yeah, and certainly with this, it's a huge set. It's the sort of set that you'd like to take a bit of time to put together. Mm-hmm. Um, one does not simply build Rivendell. One does not just simply build Rivendell. Indeed. I can see the memes are going to come thick and fast. Uh, as uh, as it should. But, yeah, so 
when it comes out on the 5th of March, um, ugh, there's just going to be a lot of happy um, LEGO Lord of the Rings fans. Um, and until then, you, you, you should really, like, once, once you see it, you should, and, you know, if you really want it, you should start saving, like, right now. Absolutely. Look, I can see this probably being a really big Father's Day present or a really, a really big Christmas present as well. I don't think this set is going to go too far in the immediate future. I think it'll probably sell out of its initial allocation very quickly, but then it'll be back. And I don't think it's something that I'd worry about it um, vanishing off mm. the shelves quickly. I think, I think you're going to have the rest of the year. Probably, oh, you'll have a few years. I reckon to, you'll have a couple of years, yeah, to be able to comfortably purchase it and to put it together. Um, so I, I can see this being, as I say, this, this, this is very much a family Christmas present or a, um, uh, we've got different sections of it. So you could certainly have, so it builds in several segments. So you could certainly um, put it together in that fashion. Um, I'm starting to get a bit excited. And perhaps a little bit fearful because I'm not sure where we're going to eat for the next <laughs> while. Sounds like a good problem to have. It does indeed. Yep. But anyway, exciting. I yeah, you know, from 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 the you know the euphoric moment of you know seeing this being unveiled at um, fan media days in Billund, Denmark last year, to yeah, to to the long wait to you know, to finally get to announce this and talk about it. Um, and, you know, hopefully, um, yeah, get to build this soon. So, yeah, I, I'm just so happy. I'm just, I'm just overjoyed that this is a thing now. Um, I'm, I'm pretty happy. Like, if, you, if, you, if, if LEGO were to not release anything else for 2023, um, I'm, I'm happy. Like, this is, this is my... This is my Optimus Prime or Lionite's Castle. Um, like, I'm done. I'm done. Like, if they don't, yeah, if they release anything else, um, as long as I get this set, get to build it, display it, I'm happy. Like, like it's it's going to like it's going to be hard to top this. I think for me personally, mm. yeah. And I'm, I'm, I think, yeah, I I agree. I I feel quite happy to like take... unless unless there's like a like a highly detailed like. You know, Wolfpack Tower that's at the same scale as Lion Knight's Castle. I don't think like I don't think a lot is going to top this. Like it's, I I will be surprised if there's anything else that will top this this year. But happy to be proven wrong. Yeah, I, I I'm actually speechless at it. It's beautiful. I'm I'm looking at it and I'm also seeing this as being a set where if you're just after the minifigures, I can see the rest of the set having great potential for um, stock for Bricklink stores. And you now we spoke about this new frond, and I reckon it looks like there's probably about fifty of them in it. It's mm. gonna be very very popular with um, every other type of leaf in so many colours. Um, this this is going to it's a masterclass in landscape design it's a masterclass in um incorporating medieval built landscape um sort of built environments within the landscape mm -hmm. and the one thing that i'm already in fear of is attaching several hundred tiles at 45 degrees to the plate 
that makes up the roof. I'm I can see that this is going to <laughs> play a very pose a very special challenge to a lot of people's um, personal obsessions. But I tell you what, it's so beautiful it almost makes me weep. Oh yeah, I'm <clears throat> pretty sure I cried when I saw this in Denmark. Yeah. I definitely shed a tear or two. He did. I do remember seeing that. Um, it's really hard to say anything else. Um, keep an eye on our blogs. There'll be reviews More coming content. up. There'll be there'll be lots of uh, photos, um, and you know, hopefully, we'll get to share the interview um, <clears throat> with um, Ashwin Visser, who did the graphics for the set um, soon, just to give a bit more insight into how this came about um and reviews yeah it's not it's not like super soon but um yeah there'll be a bit of a wait from the reveal to reviews and that's as much as we can say hmm it is well jay i don't know if there's anything else we can say that's going to top that tonight is there absolutely not i think that's it i think that's about it Oh, well, thank you, everyone, for joining us this evening. Um, we hope you've enjoyed the program. Um, it was great at Brickvention to meet a couple of listeners who came up and said g'day to us. Um, and, look, we'd love to get your feedback. If love to know how you've found the show tonight. Um, feel free to drop us a line at extrapiecespod at gmail.com or at extrapiecespod on Instagram or Twitter. and also to um, leave a five-star review on iTunes. It makes it easier for other people to find what we do. We really appreciate it. And until next time, I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And these are the extra pieces. I don't have any extra pieces. Just the sound of crackling brown bricks. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy. <laughs>